Well, 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 what a crazy race the British Grand Prix turned out to be. I don't think any of us expected that. And obviously super glad that Joe walked away from what was an insane accident and obviously showed us once again just how valuable the halo and all of the new crash structures are. And on top of that, we also got an incredible performance from one Nicholas Latifi, who I've beefed on a lot throughout this show. And that leads us to our predictions for the Austrian Grand Prix. So like I said, well done to Latifi, who's in last place. Now this is not to beef on him, he did do a genuinely strong job at the Austrian, or at the British Grand Prix. He did qualify really, really well, but this is an exception, not the rule. And in general, he's not running up there at the front. Now I could be wrong with this, and I think that if I'm wrong, we start seeing Latifi running closer uh, to the points in the grid and beating Albon on occasion, then for me, what that really signals more than anything else is the fact that he's probably been told that he hasn't got a contract for next year and he's trying to either prove something to a different series, another F1 team, or perhaps just the fact that like Bottas, for example, we saw how well he did when the pressure was finally off. In 19th place, I'm going to put Ocon. This is nothing against Ocon himself, Again, this is just, well, actually, this is something against Ocon himself because Alonso's further up. So this is something against Ocon himself, but this is just purely the fact that even though I think Ocon has made some big leaps and big bounds, he's still not a highly consistent driver. And also, I just have to go on the fact that historically, this is a track where he doesn't tend to do well. Also, the fact that in the British Grand Prix, which was similar in terms of the speed and cornering of the Austrian Grand Prix, obviously not exactly, but it is another high-speed circuit. He obviously did crash in the first. Now, it wasn't his fault, the crash, but again, I couldn't see any more improvement there. And also, I didn't get to really see, apart from Alonso's side of the garage, how good that Alpine was after some of its upgrades. Therefore, I guess Ocon at the moment is down in P19 for me because that's just where he is. In P18, I'm going to put Yuki Tsunoda. This is another situation where I don't want to beef on Yuki Tsunoda, but unfortunately, he just hasn't been performing well in that car over the last two races. Same with Gasly, to be honest. And again, I don't think this is something that's in their control. I think this is definitely more to do with that car. Although that strange pirouette from the two of them at the British Grand Prix was pretty bizarre it was an out of character mistake for this year's Yuki Tsunoda if that happened last year I think it would have been very much what the hell is going on with Yuki Tsunoda conversation again him and Gasly have been doing incredibly well this year but the car is letting them down and from what I've heard they're not going to be bringing upgrades to the next Grand Prix it's going to be looking like closer to the after the summer break and that's a big issue because all of the other teams or most of them apart from Haas, have bought brake upgrades. And to be honest, I think it's a case now where they had the British Grand Prix to test them and get data. And I think they're all going to be kind of moving ahead in between. With that being said, in P17, I'm putting Lance Stroll. Now, even though there has been upgrades to the, uh, the Aston Martin, this is another track that he doesn't go particularly well at. He's also not very consistent and... It's very hard to game where Stroll is, to be honest, because he just has races where he does great and then has races where he's absolutely nowhere, even though Vettel is in the points. Now, I know with the British Grand Prix, he only came P11, so he wasn't actually that far off. But unfortunately, he 
just didn't put in a spectacular performance in a race where realistically he should have been able to get into the points given the fact that there was such a messy grid. Now this makes me, before I go on to P16, point out something that has made this year very difficult and shows I think that the 2022 regs work. And that is the simple fact that it's so difficult to pick the order outside of say the top six or seven, given how close the midfield has gotten and given how track specific it is with these cars. On top of that, you add in the fact that they're bringing massive upgrades every weekend. It has made this job very difficult. In P16, I'm gonna put Alexander Albon and that is due to the fact that I think it will take Williams a couple of races to get to grasps with that uh, upgrade package that they've brought. To be honest, it did look promising until qualifying and there were hints of where I could see some of the lap data and section times where they kind of, you could tell that this upgrade was better than Latifi's, but then it all unraveled. And I think it's going to take them another one to two races for them to really understand that data and kind of get the car in the right setup window. Now, Albon as well, he has gone well at this track, apart from pipping Lewis Hamilton a couple of times, but I don't think they're gonna come back and straight away just be on it this weekend. I think it's gonna take them a little bit more time than that. So I'm putting Albon in 16th. In P15, I'm going to put Pierre Gasly, and I'm not gonna talk about this too much because I've already kind of talked about it with the Sonoda one. Again, this is nothing to say about his driving skill. I think he's been absolutely on it, and I think as much as I'm not a Gasly fan, if I'm honest, I do think we're going to see him uh, get a better drive at some point because it is deserved and hopefully so. In P14, I'm going to put Magnussen and this is not to take anything away from Magnussen's absolutely incredible British Grand Prix to say, say a lot of Schumacher, which we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, but I think obviously I said this before the British Grand Prix, um, and this is the fact that they're not bringing upgrades until Hungary, so they're still working on the same package they've had since Bahrain, which makes last week's result even more incredible, in my opinion, and also the qualifying result of Canada even more incredible. However, I think the problem they're gonna have this week is while some teams went backwards with their upgrades, they obviously brought these big upgrades for a reason, and it does take some time, especially for the teams with lower budgets, who maybe don't have the technical know-how like the types of Red Bull, Ferrari, Mercedes, do go backwards a little bit when they bring these upgrades and it does take them a little while to get into the setup window. Now, keeping in mind they have a week to look at their data and kind of figure things out and go to what is honestly quite a similar track just in terms of downforce levels and so on. I think that's gonna put a lot of teams ahead. I think that's gonna send Magnussen and Schumacher unfortunately further down, but I think, you know, they've, they've only got a couple of races to go until they're hungry. In P13, I am going to put uh, Guan Yu Zhou, and this is, or Zhou Guan Yu, sorry. Uh, this isn't, uh, again, anything to do with really him, even though Bottas is further up. But I think it's safe to say he's probably going to be coming back from that crash a little, you know, surely it's going to take a little bit of time for him to get back on it. And also, uh, they didn't bring massive upgrades to this track. I know they're going to be bringing some to the Austrian Grand Prix. Um, but I think that generally we're going to see Bottas maybe do a little bit better. Joe has been absolutely killing it. Let's be honest here, like absolutely killing it. So I think he can do well. But again, this is another one of those ones where I feel bad putting him in this position. But the grid is just so tight now outside of the top six. In P12, I'm going to put Schumacher. I was so happy for him. Uh, that he was able to secure his points and that Vettel interview afterwards was absolutely amazing. 
Um, I think we're going to see a much more consistent Schumacher now that he's got the monkey off his back. Much like we saw with uh, Russell just going on an absolute run of form after he got his points with Williams. Um, but again, uh, for the same reasons as I can't put Magnussen much higher, I can't put Schumacher much higher. I don't think the car is going to be there for them um, over the next weekend. In P11, just outside the points, I'm going to put Daniel Ricciardo. Just given the fact that Norris got so high up and only just lost out a place to Alonso in the last laps after the safety car, Ricardo still just isn't at home with that car and I don't see him making massive progress between the British Grand Prix and the Austrian Grand Prix. So I think P11 is kind of where he pips it. Now, in saying that, I have seen some promising work from Ricardo over the last few races and I imagine that by the end of this year, I could be putting him up there with Norris in every single race. But in reality, I think that's just where he is at the moment. In P10, I'm going to put Sebastian Vettel getting the last of the points. And this is due to the fact that unlike Stroll, he was able to take proper advantage of that car. He did look at home in it. And given the fact that they had such a terrible qualifying, I think that Vettel is much quicker at getting to grass with a setup with his team on that side of the garage. And I think he's going to be able to really kind of go back with the team and you know put his head down and understand the data in a way that stroll just doesn't he just doesn't have that engineering mind but it looks of it and i think over the next couple of races we're going to see a big gap between vettel and stroll as vettel and his team uh kind of get to grasp with that car more than anyone else and it does look pacey to be honest i mean it is just a red bull so i think there is a lot more to extract from that car now i do i think they can get anywhere near the first like the top three teams absolutely not but you know it, it, fair play to him in p9 i'm gonna put lando norris this is more to do with him than anything else this is a track where he goes extremely well and on top of that let's be honest that mclaren did look quite strip slippery at the british grand prix so i think it's safe to say he's going to be able to do something with this car where ricardo won't be able to and therefore i think we can see norris get into the points will he be much higher than that no unless we have an absolutely mental race like last week uh, I think P9 is kind of the top of what that car can do because there is a couple of cars ahead, even outside of Red Bull, Ferrari, Merck, that could do better. So one of those is in P8, I think Bottas still has the out-and-out -out straight speed. This is a track where he generally goes well. Obviously, he's been in a Mercedes and stuff before, so you'd kind of expect him to go well, and he hasn't done that great in the Mercedes, but... He's a lot more comfortable this year. That car has some good straight line speed, that Ferrari engine especially. Do I think he can beat the guys ahead? Absolutely not. Do I think he can give Norris a fight? Absolutely. So I think P8 would be a good result for Bottas at the Austrian Grand Prix. In P7, it's the Wally Fox himself, Alonso. Alonso has been just absolutely killing it this year and it's been great to see him, you know, just, just mobbing it back up there. And especially last year, we saw him with that podium position um you know and this year as well yeah um so he's just been killing it that car is a monster in a straight line i think that they're going to be able to get on top of some of their upgrades and also we know that alonso much like vettel will be in there with the team hounding them to figure out what to do whereas i don't think Ocon has that confidence yet not not fully anyway to go in and really make sure that they come out with the best setup changes and I could see Alonso this weekend being best of the rest. It's another track where, you know, he tends to be all right. So, especially in last year, which was a dog of a car. So, uh, let's see. In P6, and this is where it gets quite tough now, because I think the top six places of the top three teams are going to be quite close. 
unless we get some sort of a crazy race once again. But in P6, I'm going to put Hamilton. And uh, the reason I'm putting that, and I know there's a lot of uh, Mercedes Hamilton fans that will start shouting now and going, you're an idiot, because of how much pace he had. There were some people on Twitter who talked about the fact that they think Hamilton would have won that race if it wasn't for the safety car. I call BS, because I don't think he would have beaten Leclerc, let alone Sainz, uh, in that race if it wasn't for the safety car. Now, if you look after the safety car, he did have really good pace on those new softs. But on top of that, Leclerc didn't change his tires and went back. So if Leclerc had to change his tires or kept on the same, he would have beaten them. So an out and out pace, the Ferrari is still quicker. Sainz went off up the road away from even Perez very, very quickly. So that car is faster. And let's be honest here, Perez was about three seconds ahead by the end of the race. So on out and out pace, the Mercedes is still the third fastest car. Now, did they improve a lot? Absolutely. Will they be close in the race? Yes. Can we see some fighting? Absolutely. But unless we get a crazy race, I just don't see that car being absolutely on par with those cars yet. I think it's still going to take another race or two for them to really, you know, hone in that setup changes uh, to this new upgrade. So here's my reason for putting Hamilton in sixth, if I'm honest. If Verstappen was still in that race, he probably would have won. If it wasn't for his damage, he was pulling away from the other Ferrari, uh, two Ferraris actually. Ferraris made massive blunders. That gave Hamilton a chance as well because Ferrari really messed up with Leclerc. So if that race went ahead, you would have had Verstappen and Leclerc in front of him. I also think Russell would have probably beaten him because Russell goes well at this track, even in a Williams. I just, I hate to say it, and the hot take is, I don't think he's ever going to win a race again before retiring, unless we get an absolutely mental race every weekend like we did last one, or just a well-timed one. On pure pace, I think, unfortunately, that Mercedes, even if they get that car to the top once again, I think it's going to be Russell beating Hamilton. I hate to say it. Which is why in P5, I'm putting George Russell. Um, Russell has been Mr. Consistent. He's in P5 every time. Again, the only reason I think he's not any further up is because I think that's just where the car is still. I think what we saw at Silverstone shows some amazing promise from that car's performance. But even with that, Ferrari and Red Bull did bring some upgrades as well. And Hamilton himself said he didn't think they closed the gap. So again, unless something happens to the top four, I think Russell and Hamilton P5, P6 is just where it's going to be. In P4, I'm going to put Carlos Sainz. Now, this is just due to the fact that I think there's going to be a lot of conversations. And if we just had a straight out fight, and as we saw from uh, British Grand Prix, Leclerc was generally just faster than Sainz throughout most laps. And it was only the fact that Sainz, once again, like Monaco, basically overruled the team and told them to stop inventing stuff, stop being idiots, stop making stupid calls. And I think that British Grand Prix was the straw that broke the camel's back for Leclerc. And I think Leclerc now is going to be very much telling them no when it comes to making calls. I think that was the race where he'll start saying no, not happening anymore. And if it's just on out and out pace, I think that Leclerc will beat Sainz. So I think Sainz P4 is probably the best we're going to see of him this weekend. I'm so happy that he got his first pole, first race win. It was absolutely amazing. I think the race is really on between him and Leclerc now for the rest of the season. And unfortunately, I'm putting Leclerc in P3 because on out and out pace at this weekend's Grand Prix, uh, at the British Grand Prix, I think it's safe to say the Red Bull did have a faster car. And if it wasn't for the contact of Perez 
and obviously the flat tire that then caused serious damage on the underfloor uh, for Verstappen, they were just the faster car. And I don't see that changing over the course of this week, especially going to the Red Bull's home Grand Prix. Which means that I'm putting Perez, unfortunately, in second place. I think if it wasn't for the fact that Verstappen had all that damage, if it had been a likewise situation here, Verstappen would have been ahead at this Grand Prix. Verstappen's just on it at the minute. I mean, a P7 in that piece of junk destroyed car that he had was amazing. And given the fact that Verstappen dominated these races last year, this is a track he goes well at. So I'm putting Verstappen P1, Perez P2. I think it's a solid result. Can I just say as well that when it comes to this title fight, it is nowhere near over. We are not even, sorry, this is the halfway point that we're going to this weekend. And it's safe to say that if Verstappen has a few more blunders, issues, anything like that, Perez is right there being consistent. And it's very reminiscent of Vettel versus, say, Alonso in uh, 2010, where he didn't lead the race or he didn't lead the championship for any of it. And then at the final race, just the fact that he kept consistent put him in that fight. So I think it's going to be a good one. I uh, genuinely, as much as, you know, obviously you're probably aware I'm a Red Bull fan. I would genuinely love to see Mercedes fix their setup and be wrong and get back in it because having that three-way fight at the British Grand Prix was absolutely spectacular and more of that, please. But please not with, you know, cars in the barriers. We have been sitting away planning stuff. So make sure you like and subscribe if you enjoyed this video. And thank you so much for watching. There is some videos up next that you can watch along with the full list of predictions.